Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. service around the theme, um, the revelation of the eternal Son of God, emphasizing that Jesus is the one who is, who was, and who is to come. And it is that third one we will consider this evening from Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Our reading for this evening is actually the Christmas account in the view of Joseph as recorded in Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. His mother Mary was pledged in marriage to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her, so he decided to divorce her privately. But as he was considering these things, An angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to fulfill what was spoken By the Lord through the prophet, look, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he was not intimate with her until she gave birth to her firstborn son and he named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded. It is one verse from Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Look, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him, including those who pierced him. And all the nations of the earth will mourn because of him. Yes. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I wouldn't doubt that one of the first games we ever played as kids was the one where one person had to close their eyes and count to ten. And everyone, meanwhile, was hiding. And then came the words at the end of ten, ready or not, Here I come. And of course, the first person found would be the one stuck to have to find everyone else the next time around. When I hear these words in our text, look, he is coming. This is not a game. He's not talking about hide and seek here. He is, and he's certainly not talking here. The apostle, or yes, the apostle John 
who's writing through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's certainly not talking about something that is fantasy or, or something that was once upon a time. He says, look, he is coming. The word look, of course, in, in the English would mean immediately, well, look with your eyes. And he even says that in the second part of this verse, and every eye will see him. But the word look is actually an old Hebrew expression. And it's and every time I I see the word, especially in the Hebrew language, I I know immediately that what is about to be said is what you must emphasize. You must you must put it as bold text. What is about to be said must be heard, taken to heart, because it is so extremely serious. Oftentimes the word look is translated behold. And what is so important? He is coming. Not woulda, coulda, shoulda, but he is coming. Stated as a fact. Even though we do not know when he is coming, the fact still remains that Jesus is coming. And he is coming with the clouds. Boy, that causes us to look back in history when Jesus was blessing his disciples just outside of Jerusalem. And he was raised up in front of them. And then they lost sight of him in the clouds. Standing among the group of disciples and apostles were two angels who made it very clear that that same Jesus you saw going up into heaven He's going to come back the same way. The very Lord Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, ascended into heaven. He did not give up his divinity. He certainly didn't give up his humanity. And so the very one who is fully God and fully man in one person is going to return the same way. The first time he came, he came in great humility, not making full use of his divine power and glory when he was born of the Virgin Mary. And then he was born in, in a stall and, and as a bed for a manger. He didn't receive the red carpet treatment. He wasn't given a glorious band and, and no one was singing, here comes the king. But the first announcement was actually given to shepherds who came to see the Christ child after hearing the message that this is Christ the Lord. The second time he comes will not be with humility. He will come in great glory. He will come as one who has conquered and one who is victorious. He will come as the king of glory. And he will come with his holy angels on the last day. And as it says here, every eye will see him. So do not think of the last day as a day you could miss. As a day where you're maybe busy doing something and then you go outside and all of a sudden the place looks empty. And why, why didn't anyone take me? That will not happen. On the last day, every eye will see him. Even those that have died before this last day 
those that have died before are going to be raised up. Their bodies and souls are going to be reunited. And with body and soul together, oh, the believers, they're going to be glorified. And with body and soul together, taken to the glories of heaven. And every eye will see it, without exception. It says, even those who pierced him. Now certainly it was a soldier who took a spear and pierced Jesus when he hung on the cross to make sure he was dead. And out came from the wound a sudden flow of blood and water. But all those that were mocking him below the cross, those that were making fun of him, those who had been yelling out, crucify him, crucify him, when even Pilate himself was looking for a way to, to let Jesus go because he realized he was an innocent man. But the crowd continued to yell, crucify him, crucify him, and he finally gave in to their demands. Wouldn't you say that they too pierced him? And finally, even in a spiritual sense, haven't we all pierced him? As sinful human beings, knowing that our very Lord is dying on the cross for the sins of the world, which include my own? He wasn't on the cross because he deserved to be there. He was an innocent man. He wasn't a criminal. But he died on the cross as a sacrifice for sins, paying for the sins of the world. When did you have to say that every one of us have pierced him? Every one of us is why Jesus was dying on the cross. And this is why we continually pray that beggar's prayer. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Every eye, including those who pierced him. My dear friends, when we look at the manger at Christmas time, we are not really celebrating simply another year of Jesus' birth. This really isn't a happy birthday party. Our celebration is in the fact that when we look at this Christ child, knowing what he has done to pay for our sins, sins that we do not deserve to have them paid for, but he did, purely by his grace and mercy, we're looking at the Savior of the world. So yes, look, look, he is coming. And we look at the Christ child, oh, who came the first time knowing he's going to come the second time on the last day. But we're looking at the Savior of the world. We're looking at the Savior we can't live without. We're looking at the Savior we so badly need. We're looking at the Savior who paid the price in full and said it is finished. And the debt of sin was paid in full. And what came with it? The forgiveness of sins. So yes, look. Look at that Christ child, but do so with a believing heart, knowing who he really is, the King of glory. Not only will we see him, but
the text also tells us that all the nations of the earth will mourn because of him. This word mourn in the original language is an interesting word. When it's used in connection with knives and swords, it actually means to cut or to cut off. The word actually literally means to beat. And it was used in connection with someone beating their chest. And so it's not surprising that the word eventually became known as someone who was mourning because many people would mourn by beating their chest. This came with great anguish and great pain and suffering and sadness. On the last day, there will be tears. Every nation is going to be shedding a tear. And if every nation is shedding a tear, that means every person ever, whoever lived, and whoever's going to live before that last day is going to shed a tear. Now, there's going to obviously be two types of tears. There's going to be those that are going to come with tears of repentance. Not only just tears with sorrow over sin, but tears of a believing heart that rejoices and give thanks that with our Lord coming, the final piece of redemption is here, and that's eternal life in heaven. And then for many, in fact, for most, there will be tears of shame. Shame because of unbelief. Shame when they find out that on the last day, there is not going to be a second chance. On the last day, there is not going to be, oh, I'm sorry, and I still believe, or let me now believe in you. No, it is done. Judgment day has come. Therefore, my dear friends, now is the time to shed that tear of repentance and prepare for the coming of the Lord because he is coming. And as we prepare for the coming of the Lord, we know that we are prepared only through faith in Jesus Christ. So once again, be in that word. Take to heart that word. Listen to that word. Obey that word. And the greatest act of obedience is certainly the act of faith itself, which is even a gift of God. And so with believing hearts, look to the one who is your Savior. Look to the one each and every day who is the king of glory, or another way to put it, look at the one who was. He was before Abraham. He was before the creation of the world because he's the son of God. Look to the one who is, and he is the one who is real. He exists. He's living, and the only living one who conquered death and the only one who can give eternal life. And look to the one who is to come, who will come on the last day as the king of glory. And until that day, we rejoice knowing he is coming. This certainly is, my friends, having such a savior makes it a Merry Christmas.
peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.